0: Ave Maria Radio and Renewal Ministries presents Fire on the Earth, a compelling look at the new evangelization through inspiring teachings, interviews, and testimonies. Welcome, friends. This is Peter Herbeck, your host, and we're looking at the teaching of Jesus and the apostles about the central role or one of the central experiences of living the Christian life in this fallen world between the two comings of Jesus at this time of the church. The church is born through what? Through the life, incarnation, life, passion, death, and resurrection of Jesus and his ascension to the right hand of the Father, his outpouring of the Spirit on Pentecost, giving birth to the church. And in the apostles begins the presence of the kingdom, the presence of the order and rule of God had come to the earth to break the rule of the kingdom of darkness, to bring people from darkness to light from slavery to freedom. Slavery to Satan to God is what Jesus told Paul at his own conversion on the road to Damascus when, when he had the tremendous life-changing encounter with Jesus. From darkness to light, from slavery to freedom. And the church now manifests the rule and reign of God, which is why the church experiences resistance. And What I've been talking about here the first couple of days and we'll be talking about this week, maybe into next week is the wisdom that comes to us from the teaching of Jesus and the apostles. And then the saints obviously lived it and experienced it as well. That's part of our inheritance is preparing the people of God, not only for the blessings that come like we would, the things that we immediately count as blessing, like just being touched by the mercy of God, the love of God, you know, the fellowship and brothers and sisters and you know, signs and wonders and God prospering the work of our hands and blessing our lives and giving us children, and you know, all these wonderful things that are part of living in the kingdom, relationships in right order, learning how to forgive and be forgiven, to be courageous and to be transformed, to come into the life of the receiving the fruits of the Spirit, conformity to Jesus. All those wonderful blessings. The apostles teach on those things, preparing us for them, identify those as they are emerging in the churches that they're shepherding. They identify them, they they acknowledge them, they honor those things happening among the people. But one of the things they do following their master, following the teaching of Jesus, is they teach very clearly about preparing yourself and readying your heart for the reality of the rejection that comes from the world, persecution, trial, tribulation. I ended the program yesterday talking about Jesus' teaching from the Beatitudes, where he talks about the blessed life. And here's what, you know, Lent is a time of, it's a penitential season, season of purification. And part of that is renewing our minds, getting ourselves rightly aligned under the lordship of Jesus in the mind of God, having an eternal perspective. And sometimes Jesus says things that are so shocking, they're so far from our experience, but they're the mind of God, the mind of Christ, the mind of our King. And he said he wants us to live in the kingdom now. The kingdom is the already and the not yet. The fullness of the kingdom is coming. Jesus said that. But right now the kingdom's poured out in the life of the church. And he talks about the blessed life in the Beatitudes. Let me just read quickly here again, both the Matthew and Lucan accounts of what Jesus says at the end of the Beatitudes. He said, blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness sake. For theirs is the kingdom of heaven. I mean, just think of that. It's, blessed are the persecuted. Ever thought about that? I want to receive the blessing when we think about receiving the blessing. Yeah, I want to, I want to be healed. I want to be, you know, I want to have an amazing encounter in prayer. I want to be blessed by good finances and the rest of it. Jesus said, blessed are the persecuted. Those who are persecuted for righteousness' sake. You know, there's lots of different kinds of unjust things that happen in the earth, and people get persecuted for various kinds of things. That shouldn't happen in different ways, right? But not all persecution is the same. Not all tribulation is the same. Not all being reviled publicly is the same. He said, blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness' sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Then he said, blessed are you when people revile you and persecute you, and utter all kinds of evil against you falsely on my account. In other words, what Jesus is talking about is persecution that comes as a result of bearing witness to the kingdom. Jesus said, The world's going to hate you because it hated me first. So not all false accusation, not all false, not all persecution or trial that human beings experience on the earth is, is what Jesus is talking about here. He's talking specifically about the blessing that comes from being persecuted, rejected, reviled, falsely accused because you represent Christ. You're being persecuted because of his teaching, the demands of the kingdom, the claims of Christ. There's only one God. His beloved son is Jesus. He's the only Savior of the world. The Ten Commandments are true. Jesus is going to be the judge of the living and the dead. He is the way, the truth, and the life. I mean, the the world can't stand that. So when human beings are living in it, no matter how loving and kind and gentle people are, and no matter how much the fruits of the Spirit are emerging in people and families and communities and parishes and things like that, people sometimes people are drawn to it, and they're one to it, But throughout history, and it's happening now in many places around the world, there is very, very strong resistance to it and a rejection of it. And anger rises in human hearts against the rule of God and the commands of God. That's where tribulation, persecution, and trial come from. And Jesus knew that would happen. So he taught us. He said, make sure, rejoice when that happens. This is what he would do. He would give thanks to the Father. He offered up his, his yes to the Father. And Luke Luke's account said, Rejoice in that day and leap for joy, for surely your reward is great in heaven. So Jesus kind of lays down the lesson that the apostles both end up experiencing and teaching. And that is that if you're going to be identified with Jesus, go back to what he said, if you want to follow me, count the cost. If you're going to be my disciple, means you're going to belong to me. You're going to be identified with me. You no longer live for yourself, but you live for me. So if you do that and you're identified with me, you're going to experience resistance. And I want you to see on the eternal perspective, Jesus says, this kind of rejection, we call it persecution, tribulation, trial, right? False accusation, beatings, killings, whatever. These things will be rewarded in heaven. You're on your way to heaven, and heaven is eternity. This is just a little dot. This is just, life is short. It's here today, gone tomorrow. So don't overemphasize the value of life in this world over and against the kingdom. This is temporary. The kingdom is eternal. This will never fulfill you. The kingdom is your ultimate fulfillment. You're not alone. I'm with you always. So when this comes, it's coming because of me and you're my friends. And I'm going to give you the strength to express your friendship to me, your your faithfulness as disciples and helping me communicate the kingdom for the sake of the salvation of those very people who are persecuting you. It's like Jesus is saying, I need you to live with a renewed mind. That is, you're dead to yourself now. You're not surprised when these things happen. You don't run from them. You don't try to strike a deal. right? You simply bear witness in love and let the chips fall. Because you know you're not alone and you're in the hands of God. And Jesus said, when this happens, truly something wonderful is happening to you. Well, the apostles pick up the same theme. Here's Peter, for example, speaking to, you know, young Christians in a community and now what's called Asia Minor, you know, what's called Asia Minor is now Turkey. And they're living the faith. They don't have any power in the Roman Empire, you know, because they're not worshiping the emperor then, and there's pressure to do that. And without doing that, you don't have any pathway to, to power, to influence, to prosperity in the world. You're marginalized because of your identification with Jesus. And this is important for us to see friends, because when that happens, think about what's happening in China right now, for example, and how much suppression of the church goes on there. And the only church they want to allow in the Catholic church is a state church. They don't want anything taught that opposes, you know, the communist regime that's there in China. And so what they're doing now with, you know, they have the cameras, they have cameras, you know, hundreds of millions of cameras all over the, all over the country that are keeping an eye on everybody. And they have this, this system. I forgot what you call it. You know, you're scoring people, whether you're, you're towing the line or you're not. And people who don't, they even have, they put publicly images of them on flat screen TVs out in the streets in certain places saying these people right here, they're failing to keep the mark of what, what the government wants. And some of those people are in that position. They, they lose jobs. They can never advance in the culture. Why? Because they're Christian. Because they're explicitly Christian and not just Christian, but others do as well. But here's Peter. Peter's talking to brothers and sisters who have a similar kind of struggle. And he says to them, don't be surprised at the ordeal that comes upon you as if something strange was happening to you. It was for this, that is suffering for doing right, that you were called since Christ suffered for you in this way and left you an example to follow. That's apostolic teaching. That's wisdom. That's echoing the teaching of Jesus. Don't be surprised by the fiery ordeal. Friends, when we see the growing resistance to the teaching of Christ and the church, when the world now, even, even in our own country here in the United States is resisting God's will in the whole area of human identity, marriage, family, human sexuality. This is the foundation of God's creation for human beings, these realities. And now what's happening, as you know, government officials exercising their authority, pressuring people, companies pressuring people to get on board and to celebrate publicly celebrate what offends God. The squeeze is coming because human hearts have opened themselves up. They've resisting God. They don't want to live under the kingdom of God. They don't want to live according to God's natural order or live under the commandments anymore. They want to be free like it says in Psalm 2. The kings of this world are setting themselves against the Lord and against his anointed saying, let's throw off the chains, the chains that bind us. The chains are the commandments of God, the call to virtue, right? the call to submission to God, the call to humility, the call to obedience. Kings of the earth, no way. We're defining reality. We're defining even what creation is. We're defining everything. And they're setting themselves against God and the people of God. And when that happens and intensifies, all kinds of things get revealed. Even people then who are quote unquote in the kingdom, religious leaders, they start to feel that pressure. Some of them walk in the wisdom that Peter's talking about here and they begin to teach and embrace their people, you know, help their people begin to understand what's happening and how to be prepared for it and live with an eternal perspective, internalize the teaching of Jesus. Open your heart, acknowledge the fact of your own fears and your desire to compromise, but that you can even have leaders, even clergy, even bishops, in this context start to want to change the teaching of the church to conform to the world, to escape persecution and trial, to to not want to be rejected by the powers that be. So again, St. Peter, do not be surprised by that ordeal that comes upon you. Acts 14.22 through many tribulations, we must enter the kingdom of God. That's a good meditation, friends, for us in Lent, to understand this is part of our destiny. God bless you, friends. Don't forget to go to our uh, Renewal Ministries website. A lot of good stuff there for you, including the free booklet, Receiving Fire. Each program of Fire on the Earth with Peter Herbeck can be downloaded at AveMariaRadio.net and RenewalMinistries.net Fire on the Earth is a production of Ave Maria Radio. Friends, I'd like to offer you my new booklet, Receiving Fire. Jesus said, I have come to cast fire on the earth, would that it were already ablaze. That fire is the purifying love that burns in the heart of Jesus. A fire of grace for those who receive it, but a fire of judgment for those who refuse it. If you'd like a copy of this free booklet, call one 800 282 or contact us on the web at renewalministries.net slash f o e that's renewalministries.net, dot net slash f o e